welcome to the Bippity Boppity Basics Podcast, a lifestyle podcast with a magical twist. I'm your host, Caitlin May, and I'm a self-proclaimed Disney adult and childless millennial who is obsessed with Harry Potter, Florida sunshine, and all things basic. Here on the podcast, I chat weekly about everything Disney, Harry Potter, theme park news, and navigating my basic late 20s life. Magical Basics, welcome back to the pod. It is already February and I am not okay. I can already feel 2022 going by way too fast, but for today's episode, our guest is a small Disney shop and I'm super excited for y'all to hear her interview. But first, here is the Bibbidi Bobbidi broadcast. Starting in Epcot this week, a new character meet and greet has been spotted, which is so exciting. Starting this week, head on over to the Mexico Pavilion and make sure that you chat with Donald. Be sure to consult the My Disney Experience app to check sighting times. And additionally, Epcot is under massive reimagining currently. We're so excited to see everything new coming to life. But one thing everyone is waiting for is the opening of the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, Cosmic Rewind. Last week, this ride got a huge, new, and exciting addition. The installation of the Nova Corps Star Blaster ship has begun, and we cannot wait to see all of it put together. Moving to Animal Kingdom, one of the most exciting meet and greets is back. It's one that I've personally been waiting for, and that is Kevin from Up. Starting last week, guests can now interact with Kevin again. She has always been such a joy to see in the park, and I'm so excited that she will be gifting us with smiles once again. So let's move over to Disneyland for a bit. The Lunar New Year celebration has begun in Disney's California Adventures. The festival includes signature food offerings and a special parade. And also in February is Magic Key Holders Appreciation Month. Magic Key is Disneyland's new pass holder program. So all February key holders can enjoy exclusive offerings and perks. So click the link to the article in our blog post to see all of the details on that. So across the Atlantic to Disneyland Paris, the park will be adding Avengers Campus to its gate this summer. This addition will be a main highlight of the park's 30th anniversary celebration starting in March. Web Slingers will be making a move to this park and the center attraction to this land will be a completely re-themed rock and roller coaster. And then the last bit of Disney news last week, it was announced that Disney has a live action Aristocats in the making. Not much else about the project is known just yet, but fans are speculating that it will be very similar to the live action remake of Lady and the Tramp. So that is all of the news for the broadcast this week. Be sure to leave us a rate and review if you're enjoying season three and reach out to us if you or someone you know wants to be a guest. We would love to have you. So let's go into our chat for the week. We're sitting down with Lily from Lily and Stitch Creations, but first we're going to have a word from our sponsor. So enjoy the episode. See you next week. And until then, basics, stay magical. All right, everyone, I am so excited for today's episode. We have our friend Lily today on the podcast. She's here to talk all things about her small Disney ear shop and just her love of Disney. So Lily, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So I'm very excited for our basics to listen to your episode and to see all of your cute small shop creations. I definitely have been stalking your Instagram page and I have some (laughs) favorites of mine. So I'm very excited for you to tell us all about what it's like running a small Disney shop. Oh my gosh. Um, It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, It's exciting because... (laughs) I love Disney, so I love to make them, and the park has not been making, you know, things that I favor in the last couple years. 
So it's exciting, but I'm also a mom and I was a housewife until recently. I went back to work full time. So it's been exciting. It's been what is sleep? Who needs sleep? It's been that great. is a lot of <laughs> juggling, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fun. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I just want to hear a little bit about you and um, kind of how you got started making ears and like where your love of Disney came from. Oof. Okay. Multi-part question. So love of Disney just kind of <laughs> came from being taken as a child. My first time I went, I was like six months old and then at five years old and eventually we moved to Florida. So, you know, constantly. Um, and as far as the ears, where I started making ears was really at the height of Coco. So I'm not really sure what year that was, but right when Coco was really right when Coco was kind of like, you know, taking off, I think Disney World released the ears, the the Coco ears that they have in the parks. And I remember being so excited for those ears. Like I hadn't been that excited for a year since the Rose Golds came out way back when. So I was super excited. And as soon as I Iconic. saw the picture, I was like, what is this? What is this? Like the bow, I looked at the bow and I'm like, ew, why is it like that? I was like, what? who did this? I was like, who made this? I need to speak to somebody right now. And I was like, you know, I, I feel like I could do better. I feel like I could do better in that. So I didn't start sewing right away. That's been a most recent, that's been a pandemic project. Um, but I started with like very basic um, ears. Um, I basically had for my son's birthday party, I had leftover, you know, the cheap, you know, Minnie and Mickey's. I bought like a batch of like 50 for the birthday party and I had so many leftover. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to Michael's. I'm going to Michael's and I'm going to find skull stuff and I'm going to make these myself for our trip. So I went to Michael's, got some 3D stickers, all kinds of like everything that looked to the theme and just kind of put it together. I bejeweled it, um, you know, just kind of added my own touch. And then my son wanted to make a pair. So we did his version. So we had like mom and son sets. Um, and on that trip, everybody was like, oh, my God, where'd That's you get so those? Where can I find those? And we're like, no, we made them. So we're like, you know what? I don't need to buy Disney ears. Can make my own. I was just going to say that I, too, was a little disappointed with the cocoa ears that Disney came out with. Yeah. And the cocoa ones were one of the ones that absolutely caught my eye when I was looking at your shop on Instagram oh. because <laughs> the cocoa ones from Shop Disney weren't my fave. Yeah, um, I was so not that's a so fan fun of the that that's just... kind of the pair mm -hmm. that started them all. Yeah, it was definitely the cocoa yeah, set. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't vibing with them. Yeah, it was definitely the Coco set that started it all. And also because in a way I'm Hispanic, I'm Peruvian. So I felt like that that movie, these ears, like it was such a gateway to more Latin representation. And I was super excited. I'm, I'm thinking all everything's going to happen mm -hmm. in Disney World. We have Mexico. It's about to go down. And then we didn't get anything Coco for a while. And Disneyland had it all. And I was just like, excuse me. <laughs> I know. It was like, we're right here. We have Mexico. What I know. Want? I want the Mexico <laughs> Pavilion to be such a Coco celebration. Yep. <laughs> it would be amazing. I'm all for the so, re-theme. I mean, I love the Caballeros, but I'm all for the re-theme. Same. I would live if they re-themed that ride to Coco. I wouldn't be yeah. okay, actually. I would not be okay. Um, I would be the whole just time. Coco strikes <laughs> such a chord with me. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so would you say that Coco is your favorite Disney film? Or I know you you have a big affinity for The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all-time, all-time favorite, yes, it's The Lion King. I, I meant every word I said. I will swing for Mufasa. We, <laughs> we are Mufasa stands. I absolutely love The Lion King. My dog, who I shooed away before, you know, this all started, his name is Zazu. Um, we, we are Lion King fans in this house. Oh, cute. So that is all time. Like if you were to tell me so, what's your all time so the favorite, joke. it's, it's the Lion King. It has to be. Absolutely. I'm trying to, what is happening here? 
Hold on one second. So the joke is, is that oh. the day that we're recording this episode is the day that Rachel's episode dropped, which is the episode previous to this one. If you haven't listened, Rachel kind of has a hot take where the Lion King really isn't her favorite. And Lily DM'd me today and she was like, I'm so offended by all of the Lion King slander yes, that it's I was like not right me getting my episode. feelings hurt over the Lion King slander because I listen to podcasts all day at work. I love it. So... I'm, I'm typing in like medical records and all these medical terms and I'm just like oh, not Mufasa like why it's like <laughs> I, I was laughing at my own death oh my I mean it's, all, it's always all it was... love but when the when the Lion King slander starts I'm just like in disbelief but I feel like I also see it among the younger Disney fanatics like you know, I mm-hmm. understand you weren't alive in For 1993, sure. but I was, and that was the like the epitome of Disney. So, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it but- truly like that time period is truly. I feel like 89 or like eh, maybe 88 through like 98, like that 10 year period is such like the golden age. Yeah, of that's exactly what it is. The golden Disney age films. Yeah. Yeah, like my six-year-old is mind blown mm-hmm. that back in the yeah. day there was no CGI and we had to like physically do everything. <sighs> like he would ask me, how did they make that? I'm like, oh, they made it with their hands, like physically. Someone had to come make the set. Like it was a whole yeah. and he's looking at me like, what? <laughs> That's crazy to think like growing up, like he's going to grow up like not knowing what that is. Like I haven't ever thought yeah. about that before. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane because it's so like when they see something I old, feel they're like, like, why does that look like that? And you it clicks. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> you only know CGI stuff like no. But uh, we were watching Encanto the other night and um, it was baffling me that I could see that they put like baby hairs on their like face and arms, like how we all have like peach fuzz. Like, I was like, the tech, the animation nowadays is insane. Like, they put peach fuzz on this character, and like, I see it glistening, like, when the light hits just right, like, I see it on this character's face, and I'm like, oh, absolutely. And that right there is Hispanic representation. Thank you for the peach fuzz. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Facts. Facts. <laughs> but if, if you think about um, it, I so... feel like that started with Toy Story. The the super tiny attention to details. Like the mm. close-ups we used to get at like Woody's eye and like his hat and hair. Like I feel like that's kind of where that started. I might be wrong, but that was where I noticed it, where they started, you know, really focusing on the most microscopic yeah. details. It's insane. Who thinks like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's it's just crazy how thorough they are. Um, but I I have to know, are you a Harry Potter fan? I am. Um, but when Harry Potter first first came out, I was in middle school and I have a middle school friend. She was like my closest uh-huh. friend then. She loved Harry Potter. And I was more like that's kind of lame. And then she took me to one of the Barnes and Noble like <laughs> midnight extravaganzas for the book and I was like these people Mm -hmm. are crazy but wait a minute this is kind of fun (laughs) so eventually I did get into it I did start reading the books before like the movies really started to hammer out but I tapped out Mm -hmm. at Prisoner of Azkaban I tapped out the books were getting bigger and bigger and I'm a person that does I never like to read especially at that age so the fact that I was reading these books was sufficient Mm -hmm. i was like as they just got more bigger and bigger i was like you know this is starting to look like those like the old school bible my mother has in her house and i just i'm not gonna read that the (laughs) movies are coming out and i will just watch the movie it's fine it's fine (laughs) so i I gave up after prisoner of azkaban i was like this is the last one (laughs) the books are huge yeah i mean i get it they're great like they get really intense I just, I'm not a reader. I'm not a reader like that. I mean, 
I do reading. I, I have to read now at work. I literally sit and read medical records all day long. I don't want to read on my relaxing time. You know what I mean? I'll just scroll through social media yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So do you know what your Hogwarts house is? Yes. So here's where it gets a little tricky because I never felt like I knew right away, like right away, like, oh, I'm I'm a this, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a Slytherin. I never really knew. Now, when it comes to Disney, I'm all about the villains. I love the villains. But I, I, I looked at the Slytherins and I was like, if this was high school, I'd be fighting with the Slytherins physically in the hallway. So no, I don't feel like a Slytherin. <laughs> um, and after taking the tests, um, I'm I'm a Hufflepuff and I am kind of with the characteristics like, yeah, um, I see that there's one characteristic I don't see. And that's patience. I, I don't have patience. But other than that, all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think the I think the Badger is cute. I love that. And, you know, I think the Badger is cute and they're they're pretty vicious because if you've never seen the Hunting Badger videos, you don't know. They are vicious. So cute and vicious. I like that. I'm Facts. Like that. Hufflepuffs. Facts. Yeah. And I know you love Hufflepuffs, so. Oh, I live for Hufflepuffs. I have apparently surrounded myself with all Hufflepuffs. So I'm I'm very excited that I have one more Hufflepuff friend to add. Yes. I I see the houses kind of almost like horoscopes. Like, and the same thing happens to me. Like, I just accidentally always surround myself with Mm -hmm. Virgos and Aries. And it's like, you know what? It's fine. We mesh well. We go. It's fine. I didn't think I looked good in yellow, but we went to Universal over the summer and I finally had enough people with me to wear Hogwarts houses shirts. So I did make shirts for my kids and I. Uh Um, We are a mixed house. Um, and my husband, he's a muggle. He don't partake. So he didn't get a shirt. I was going to make he's him one that muggle. just said muggle. And he looked at me and he's like, what did you just call me? And I was like, never mind. Just wear a jersey. I don't know what to tell you. You're not part of the family. You're going to take the pictures anyway. So you don't need a shirt. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So um, I'm a Hufflepuff mom, and I, have a I, I always am kind of jealous of Hufflepuffs. Insane. Oh wow, that is that makes for an interesting house. That's and they sure. are to the T. I've always been kind of jealous of Hufflepuffs for having yellow. I feel like it's such a happy color, and all y'all's merch is so cute. Yeah, I mean, I I looked like a bumblebee at Universal because I wore that in biker shorts, but other than that, it was cute. So. <laughs> It was still cute. Well, we are going to do our lightning round now. So as a little refresher, I'm going to have Jonathan put two minutes on the clock. And we're just going to try and get through as many questions. And if you don't want to answer something, just say skip or pass. And we'll see how many we can get through. And if there's any that we want to talk about, we can kind of discuss and elaborate your answers a little bit more afterwards. Cool? Okay. It's like a game show. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. All right. Ready? All right. Which Disney villain could you be in a committed relationship with? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Right off the bat. Villain. Ooh, that's a hard one. Maybe... Mm. Gaston. I'm going with Gaston. Fair. I'll be committed. I don't Favorite know about him. Disney sequel. Ooh, that's a really good one. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. And also because I grew up in the early 90s, so there were sequels I didn't even know existed. Uh, skip, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Which Disney movie had the best message? Oh, my gosh. That is a very good one. I'm not really sure. I could go with my all-time favorite, The Lion King, because it teaches you that you can't even trust your family. That's an awesome, awesome lesson for a four-year-old. <laughs> um, okay. Probably Coco, you know, because it's true that your previous family members and stories that you tell memories they live on through you and your memories and talking about it and them so i'm gonna probably go with coco on that one i think it has the most like meaningful message out of everything yeah under no overrated pixar film overrated 
overrated. Um, hmm. Pixar, I'm going to say, oh, I might get canceled for this one, but I'm going to, hmm, <laughs> overrated. Is Frozen a Pixar film? I cannot remember because if it is, then I go no, with Frozen. But no, I can we're, I can understand you thinking Frozen is overrated. We're gonna say up. I think uh, Pixar did up. Yes, Pixar did do up. So, last question: Which land do you start in in Magic Kingdom? Oof. Okay. So, if I'm with my kid, we beeline straight through uh, Liberty. Because we're probably going straight to Haunted Mansion. So, yeah, I would say Liberty Square. If I'm by myself, I'm going to Tomorrowland because we're getting Joffrey's before anything else happens for the rest of the day. So, yes. (laughs) It depends on who I'm with. Those are two very fair situations. Yeah. And if I'm with my kid, it's his choice first. I I get that. And if I totally understand that. So at the beginning of the episode, you were talking a little bit about um, how you grew up going to Disney very young mm-hmm. and kind of how your first time was like at six months and then you moved here. Um, so I would love to know about the first time that you remember going to Disney. Ooh. Okay, so it's actually going to be pretty close to coming up to 25 years I was able to go for the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And I was like, I want to say I was 19. I was six when I went to the uh, 25th anniversary. And what's funny is I don't remember anything but the castle. Nothing. I recall absolutely nothing from this trip except the castle. And I got a Disney dollar. And I told everybody I was rich. I would wave my dollar. It was like, I'm rich. I'm rich. My mom was like, pay for something. I was like, no, no, I am rich. No. And I wish I still had those, by the way. I miss I mean, you are rich if you still have that Disney dollar. (sighs) So (laughs) I'm not sure where it is. My mother claims to have it somewhere. And either she's not looking, she lost it, or she's keeping it for herself. So (laughs) I don't know. It should be. I would assume somewhere oh, in my mother's house. Oh, you gotta house. find it because I want to. I want to. What I do still have. It would is... be a pretty penny now for sure. Oh, listen! If I had a Disney dollar, I would absolutely not sell it. I would absolutely not sell it. I would put one of my Mickey stickers <laughs> on a real dollar and eat and send it to somebody in the mail before I sell my my Disney dollar. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> What I do have, and I did take with me That's on uh, hilarious. my last recent trips for the 50th anniversary, I still have my ticket to the 25th anniversary, which was a paper ticket. And it was super cute. It says 25, has all the characters on it. I'll totally show you if you want. Um, but I was laughing because I met with uh, some people in the park in November. And I don't know if you know Kate Killebrew. Hi, Kate, if you hear this. Um, but she does like all the Disney facts and on this day in Disney history. So I had to show her. I was like, you, I know you're going to like this. Let me show mm-hmm. you this. And she nearly passed away. She even remembered the little jingle from the commercial. And I'm looking at her like, oh, my God, she's so cute. Um, so, yeah, it, it was I took it to Magic Kingdom. Um, also, when I took my family so I could get a picture with my grandma because she went with me. 25 years ago and I brought her for the 50th so that was nice that was very nice nice little Christmas with the family oh I lost oh, the headphone again. that's Sorry. so sweet <laughs> it was nice it was a lot of fun um but my no, grandma was like not having it my grandma was like um I've already seen Disney World so I don't need to go back and I was like you haven't been in I don't know how many years <laughs> like everything changes and she's like nah you've seen it once you've seen it all over I'm like no I am taking you to the 50th anniversary. I said what I said. She like I had to like basically yeah. I had to use my kid. I was like, he wants to take you. And she's like, fine. I'm like, oh, not because I wanted to take you. Forget me. But my kid said, let's go. And she's like, okay. So I was like, all right. Hey, you're going. That's all that matters. I just wanted you to see the anniversary. I keep losing this one <laughs> AirPod. I'm so sorry. It literally keeps flying out. No, you're good. That's so sweet that 
you were able to go for 25 years and then go back with her for 50 years. That's so yes. sweet. And I hope I, I hope I make it to the next one and the one after. I'm I'm looking forward to the 75th and I hope I'm alive for the 100th because I'll be there. I don't care if I got to rent a scooter. I'll be the one lady like back in my day, Facts. I used to be able to pay for a scooter. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this pod you're trying to sit me in? Where are the scooters? <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like Wally, like those weird yes. chairs that like. Oh, the you remember sit in that? Oh Wally. my gosh. <laughs> Although, listen, after walking a few days in those parks, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome idea. Right? Oh, my gosh. It Put really AC is so true. <laughs> so, um, so I would love to know what about Disney makes it so special for you? That's a good question. Um, I want to say just because, like, I grew up with it, so it's very nostalgic, and I think it takes a lot of people back to their childhood. I know it takes me back to my childhood, you know, no bills, no responsibilities, all fun. Um, yeah, I, I, it's probably that, and of course, like, the messages in, like, the Disney movies, because uh, they're usually pretty meaningful, but re-watching a lot of the ones that I used to watch as a kid, as an adult, and realizing there's adult humor in a lot of these that flew over our heads completely, it's... It was hilarious. I loved it. I was like, this is awesome because it was for me then and it's still for me now. So I, I like this. I'm with this. Um, and also too, like going to the parks growing up because I did go as a kid. Those were obviously family trips, but I moved here to Florida when I was about 12. So we also had family trips here because as the family in Florida, what does the family want to do when they go to Florida? Hey, let's go stay at Aunt this person's house, you know, and uh, we're going to Disney World. So that's also fun. And I feel like a lot of my family yep. trips to Disney, like with cousins and, you know, aunts, uncles, everything like it's it's awesome. I love doing that. And uh, you build a lot of memories, too. So that to me, I think that's what it is. And the parks are just so much fun, especially now as an adult. Like, oh, I hated Epcot as a kid, but as an adult, oh, you cannot, I can't end a Disney day without going to Epcot. You cannot end it. Like, it's so different. It's so different. Like, I used to hate Epcot when I was a kid, and I literally, because I loved I, rides. I loved rides. So there was no rides, you know, before Soren was there, there was mm. nothing. And the only thing I remember is that I used to ride the Norway ride. Back in the day, it was Norway. Now it's frozen. Um, but back in the day, that was the only ride Epcot really had. And that's what I rode 18 times in a row mm -hmm. because there was no rides here and it was so boring. <laughs> that ride scared the mess out of me as a kid. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it. I loved it. It was like the best thing at Epcot back in the day. And I remember like a really weird like studio room i don't know like about a, it was like a green it? screen place in epcot that we used to go take pictures in and they would like green screen all kinds of crazy stuff in the background but i remember seeing like the setup for aladdin's carpet yes where, like, i remember that you remember that i thought it, i thought i was going crazy because i tell people this and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like no no i remember that and it was <laughs> awesome like i remember like i'm gonna go dressed i'm gonna come dress one time as princess jasmine I don't need an Aladdin. I'm going to just throw myself on the carpet. And I want some damn photos. But no, um, every, I went back and like I never saw it again. And then it was like, was that just me? Did I imagine this? Nobody remembers what I'm talking about. I say that and people say Disney Quest. And I'm like, no, that was not no. Disney Quest. Like I vividly remember Disney Quest. That was not it. <laughs> it's not it. No, I absolutely remember that. Because I feel like I was dressed as Ariel one year and they had like an under the water one. Oh, they had so many. They had so many. But obviously, you know, you had a paper picture, I'm assuming, because yeah. my mom would be like, we're going in, we're taking one photo, and we are leaving. I'd be like, what is this? I'm like, can't we just take a picture outside with the big hat? They're like, no, we need a photo in there. And I'm like, okay. No, I saw, uh, I follow this account on Instagram that's called Overheard at Disney, and I saw one the other day and I shared it because it was so funny because it was so true. It's like people send submissions in of what they overhear other people saying at, at the parks. Oh and one yes. of them was, um, just wait till you get older. Epcot will be your favorite then. 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And my son enjoys Epcot. He's six and he enjoys Epcot, which is shocking. But it's because he had this crazy obsession with Coco when he was three. So I would love to know what you think it is about Disney and Harry Potter and these theme parks that is so important to people. I think it's the escape, like the escape from the real world to go into this fantasy world of whatever fandom you enjoy and just forget that, you know, your car payment's due tomorrow and you got all these bills and rent's due next week. And, you know, you're just in the ambiance of your favorite fantasy world, whether it's Disney, Harry Potter, both, because there's a lot of people who like both and that's okay because that's my kind of people. So I, I really think that's what it is. And it's just enjoyment. I mean... Yes, there are people who go to Disney and don't have a good time. But uh, for the most part, those of us who go, uh, we go for that release, you know, that me time. Because I do solo trips and they are amazing as a mom and wife and full-time worker, small shop owner. Like once a month, I got to go. I got to go. I will see you just the weekend. I will see you Sunday. Look at my family and I'm like, I got to go. See y'all Sunday. You want anything? I usually bring my kids something, you know, I'm like, anybody want anything? All right, I'm out. Nobody call me. Bye. <laughs> I love it. So yes. I, I want to hear more about your small shop. I know that you told us a little bit about kind of where it started, but yes. I would love to hear just the evolution of like turning it into an actual small shop. Ooh, okay. So um, obviously since maybe about, when did we do the cocoa thing? 2018 is I think when we did uh I call it the Coco year because we went to Mickey's Not So Scary dressed as Coco characters. I had to make those costumes. So it really started with me making costumes for my son and I uh, when he was three. And from there progressed to the ears. We did the ears. And I didn't really have an actual small shop until just a little over a year ago. Like I think I opened like right before December 2020 yeah just like yeah just a little over a year ago and I started with the ears but the only reason why I did that is because I was working on a pair of ears for myself and I was struggling and I already had bought a sewing machine because when the panini started I was making masks and then found Disney masks and then from there I had all this Disney fabric that I planned to make masks with and I told my grandma like I'm struggling with this pair of ears because she taught me how to sew so she said, I'm struggling with this pair of ears. I can't get this. And I'm trying to add this. It won't stay. It's too heavy. Like I'm going off. And she's like, do you have a real pair of Disney ears? And I said, yeah. And I showed her my rose gold set. And she was like, she looked at it. She looked at all the stitching. She flipped that upside down and was like, you can make these. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I make them like this because I can't do that. And she's like, you can do that. You have a sewing machine. And I looked at her and I was like, no. I was like, it's not the same. I was like, I'd rather just buy the base and, you know, add everything I need to add and she's like no and then she showed me the ears that I would use and she's like this this is cheap this is nothing she's like this is caca flat through it that way she was like no she's like I'm looking at the sewing lines I could teach you how to do this and I was like nah so I grabbed another set of ears that were Disney but they were like they were cheaper I had got them on Amazon for like 15 bucks and but they were actually Disney and she literally was like do you care about this set I'm like no she ripped it apart and was like yeah I know exactly how to do this. I was like, Disney uses string and hot glue. This is hot glue. She's like, this ripped it all apart. She's like, it's cheap. We can do that. So she taught me how to do it. And obviously I had all these fabrics like right here under this desk. I have a five gallon storage like bin just filled to the rim and exploding with all kinds of Disney fabrics. Um, and we took it from there. She basically showed me how to do it. And, um, showed me how to do the headband because I didn't like the headband bare like I, I use the satin ones but there's something mm -hmm. about it bare that to me just I don't like I'd rather the whole thing be one color or one theme so back in the day in Peru she used to make all kinds of stuff yeah. and apparently one of the things she used to make was headbands so she showed me how to do it um I adapted a little bit you know with what I know just to make it easier for myself so you kind of mold it to your own technique um but she showed me you know, the basics and the guideline of how to do it. And I started making them and I loved it because 
for the last couple of years, I have not been liking a lot of Disney's releases. Like right now, the only years I care to buy from Disney World are the annual pass holder years because I'm finally an annual pass holder. It's my first year as an AP oh, yeah. and I'm so excited. Um, right yeah, I, I've been looking at them. I'm like, I wonder if those are the pass holder ones right there. I see them. <laughs> they are yeah i love them and then the other one is um it was uh, one of the 50th anniversary pair and i didn't like a lot of them i like the black leather one but then i saw it in person and it looks a little cheap in person and i was like mm, i'll think about that i'm like I'll, I'll come back to you let me circle back <laughs> i don't know um but i do have a pair yeah. of 50th anniversary that i made but um, that was uh, that's something that I make while also supporting another small business. I bought uh, personalized fabric from um, this nice woman on Etsy. And that's what I use for the 50th anniversary years. That's why they're a teeny bit more expensive because I had to pay like triple, almost quadruple what I normally pay for my Disney fabric to get a yard of those. But I just didn't like the ones they released. Yeah. And my friends know that I have legit beef with the with the fiftieth anniversary ears that look uh, with the big yellow bow with all the you know the Thanos Infinity Stones on them, I don't like them. I don't like them. They're so yes. ugly, in my opinion. I was just I was just telling Jonathan that the other day that yeah. I'm so disappointed with those because they just look so under quality than some of the other designs that they've released. Yes. I, and I'm like, I was not a fan. 50, it's your fiftieth anniversary yep. years, like, and, and like and I'm very particular. Like when I buy my ears, I always try and look for the ones that have like the straightest bow, or yeah, you know, I just want them to be nice because yes, yeah. I wear them, but like I I like to collect them too, and so I just yeah. want like the nicest one that I can find on the rack, and I'm like. Every single pair of these, you can see the hot glue attaching the felt bow to the headband. Like, yeah. I just was very disappointed with those yellow bow ears. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know what it's been, but the last couple of years, like, I just haven't felt that, that need, like, seeing a pair of ears, like, I need those ever since the rose golds dropped. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I remember being so excited. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get to Disney World. I need to buy these. And back then, I, I was, I think, either just exiting high school or, like, entering college. So I was like, somebody drive me to Disney World. I need to get these ears. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, like, I don't know what it is. And every time I go, and I try, I try, because I like wasting my money at Disney. But I end up spending most of it on food and, and liquor. So, because I try with the merch, but... Uh, yeah, relatable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now that I'm back to working a regular nine to five during the week, it I can treat myself a little bit. But most of the time, if I have enough money to fill my car, let me crash somewhere on Earlo Bronson Highway for the night, and enough to eat for the weekend, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out. I don't need anything. The only... I just started with the lounge flies. The only lounge fly that, if I see it, I will purchase it on site, is the 50th anniversary Cinderella Castle one. That is it. Oh That's yeah, it. the cream colored one. Yes, that beautiful and and you heard you said yeah, it yourself that one is cream stunning. colored, cream colored. That means you're not going to Disney World. That means you're gonna be on my wall because I'm gonna spill something and I'm gonna cry. So absolutely not. And um, the yeah. Encanto bag as a second runner-up. <laughs> and that's it. That is it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my so gosh. Technically, the Encanto we want to back, back. And the Encanto ears. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know a little secret. I just we purchased. we want to circle back to what? I don't remember. <laughs> no, wait. I do. Oh, never mind. I remember. But. You know. <laughs> I do remember. Let me let me finish that statement. I just finished picking out four different types of Encanto fabrics. So I'm hoping that by this weekend, I will have made at least one pair of each to show off, to wear. Because I like the Encanto ears. I, I, I like them. But looking at them, it doesn't scream Colombia uh-huh. to me. And looking at them, it doesn't scream Encanto to me. Like... 
you copied and pasted the ones you have in the Mexico pavilion is how I feel. Not the cocoa ones. I'm talking about the, the Mexico ones, the ones you find in mm-hmm. the Mexico pavilion. They're very similar in the design. So I'm like, hmm, Disney just yeah. set up another Hispanic movie, copy paste. And I'm like, no, do it right. Do it right. That's a current beef I have with Disney right now is that I love that they're trying to be inclusive. And I love that they're trying to diversify everything, but they're not doing it right. And that is such a beef that I have right now. Um, what I wanted to circle back to was that all of this right now where I'm at a year and a half later almost is because my grandma helped me out. I spent a lot of time with her in the pandemic because I lost my job. So I was like, what are you doing? And I'd go hang out with her and we would sew masks and everybody was crazy about the pandemic. So, you know, I was selling masks at first since I was home and I had nothing to do. Then eventually progressed and bought a cricket, bought a heat press, bought mm-hmm. this, bought that and just started taking off from there. But um, yeah, technically all my grandma. <laughs> oh, that I think is so special that you can circle all of that back to like your grandma helping you and stuff. And like looking back, that's those are going to be such precious memories to have with her. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially because that's what she used to do. Like back in the day in Peru, she used to, no matter what it was, like she was always home, but she always had some sort of like a job. So she would sew, she would sew clothes. She would, um, when it got really cold out there, it gets very cold for their winters. She would literally buy, you know, like that really thick material and make sweatpants, sweatshirts. And um, eventually she would sell to like industrial or she would just kind of sell to the neighborhood it didn't really matter and she was always like you know I'm all for women being home but do something at home like always find a way to have money I don't care what you do and then she's like no no I care what you do don't do anything but (laughs) you know always have your own money so that was always her mentality so when the pandemic started I was like well you know my husband has like the house bills and stuff for the most part but you know yeah I, I need my own personal expenses so it started as that and then just kind of grew and before I really went crazy with the with the ears which I don't call them mini ears they're called Linny ears because they're made by Lily I am not a mini stand um but cute um (laughs) no I married Mickey Mouse in 2018 so uh me and her we're not that cool we're not that cool I like her (laughs) I guess but you know she's not a fave she's not a fave Yep. We got married in Epcot. I made a TikTok video about it and everything because it was amazing. I actually, I think I stitched Victoria's video. Um, my, my good old friend, Pineapple Princess. I stitched one of her videos where oh, she cute. had asked what was like your your favorite magic moment. And I was like, me. I was waiting for this. I married the mouse. It happened during my bachelorette. It was awesome. Um, so, oh, that's so sweet. Oh so my I, gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I got pictures. I didn't record it because it happened so fast. It was so in the moment that I just kind of like threw my phone at the cast member because it was the chase photo spot. Um, So I just like kind of threw it at her like, oh, my God, just threw my phone. She took pictures. But um, just a 100 for effort for Goofy and Mickey because they acted out everything. It was the coolest experience I ever had. I wasn't Epcot. I was already halfway through the world anyway. So we were, me and my best friend were already feeling great. And then I got to marry him. So I was like, oh, best day ever. <laughs> so, okay. That so, yeah. So, so I had to switch cute. it oh from gosh. mini ears to linear ears, obviously for legal purposes. But um, I just thought it was, it sounds cute because, you know, Lily made them. So they're linear ears. Um, so. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty much it. I do have some ears that I'm working on for myself. I bought a very small piece of um, spaceship Earth fabric, so um, I do plan to make some ears to represent, you know, my culture. Um, I do have so I have some Peru ears coming for myself. I don't know if I could like produce those, and I'm scared to even like post them because I don't want anybody to see them and be like, I want them, and I'd be like, Oh no, I cannot make that again because I and bought need the bow. Them. I yeah. bought the bow to look, I cheated. I bought a bow to represent the Canadian flag, but it didn't come with a maple leaf. So I'm going to cricket press our emblem into the middle of the flag. So it's going to, it's literally going to look like my country's flag as the bow and then the spaceship earth. 
So that's like a project I've had on the back burner for myself for a while. Cute. Um, but I want to start when I go to these parks, because I go every month, I want to start making statements, right? And I know Disney wanna, doesn't want to hear my mouth, so I want to put it on a shirt, right? So my first statement, obviously, I do want to make more, um, you know, cultural themed ears that go um, kind of with everything. I do have some fabric I brought from Peru that's like ink and fabric. So I want to make ears out of those. Um, I think they look very cute. I just oh have to gosh. kind of finish designing them because the material is not regular cotton. It's a little more porous. So I'm trying to figure out how to not make the fuzz come out. So that's a project I'm working on. Um, but also I have Encanto ears coming soon. I just kind of want to show more representation in the parks because I feel like I mm. I want to see it more. I see them trying, but the effort is like... 70% there. Um, I have a personal beef with the foods that they are serving mm -hmm. because they claim to be authentic Spanish dishes and they are not authentic. They touch the recipes and I get to the park and I'm like, I will not eat that. They have some Peruvian food in Disney Springs that I was literally repulsed seeing that menu. Uh, repulsed. I literally, I showed my grandma, I was like... They make such papas with chorizo. And my grandma was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And then they were like, try our Peruvian dish, Baja fish tacos. And I'm like, we don't make tacos. Like tacos and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. That's more like Central, Ameri Central American, you know, there's a lot of dishes that involve more, um, right. more of that. But that's not, we don't make tacos. I was like, we eat fish. Because in Peru, there's a lot of seafood. And the, the reason why is because most of the people on the coast, um, you eat what you catch. They, they fish all day. You eat what you catch. So they eat a lot of seafood on the coastal areas. Mm. And it's because they have to. It's not, a, it's not a gourmet menu choice. They have to. you got to get your own food. Um, but we don't make Baja right. fish tacos. I don't know where that came from. And I'm married to a Puerto Rican. And on that same menu, oh God, it was so insulting. <laughs> on that same menu, it said they offered San Juan style empanadas. And I'm like, empanadas? Puerto Ricans don't use the word empanadas. Um, they use two different terms. One is pastelillo and the other one I cannot remember for the life of me. But um, it, they, they say two different terms for it. Neither of which are empanadas. So... I'm like, all right, uh, looking at this menu, never. I will never eat at Paradiso 37. And I say it like that because I will <laughs> yeah, not say I it totally, in Spanish. Absolutely not. I totally relate to the food because I was born and raised in Louisiana. And so we were very excited when um, Tiana. Yeah, I, we were very excited when Tiana ended up being from Louisiana because, you know, it was really cool to see like our culture celebrated. But every time they're like, I remember a couple of years ago, they put out like that video of them making like traditional gumbo on the oh, Disney page. And we were all talks like, about this. Yeah. The heck is that? <laughs> yeah. Everyone talks about the gumbo. And, and that's what I what? mean. Like, if you're going to put the effort, you have you have ways and the funds to properly do your research the same effort they put into going to these countries and learning about the culture yeah. and the graphics and everything for the movies you can have that same energy and you can afford it yeah too. yeah so other than making your own disney merch and having your own disney small shop what do you think is the most basic thing you've ever done okay so don't cancel me because it's something I love to do, but it is pretty basic. Um, everyone who knows me knows I am a Dunkin' girl. I am through and through a Dunkin' girl. I have tried on so many occasions to like Starbucks, and I don't care how you tell me to order it. It's it's too bitter. It's too bitter. Okay, the last barista was like, do you have some sugar to throw in this? And they were like, we don't use sugar. Didn't you get caramel? And I'm like, yeah. Where is it? And they were like, it's in there. Do you want more? I'm like, please. Because I didn't taste anything. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I, I try. Listen, I try to give Starbies my money. But Duncan just, I think they know me. They know how I like it. I'm used to it. But the most basic thing I've done is grab a Starbies 
and sit in front of the castle and peacefully drink it. Peacefully. <laughs> that has to be it. Honestly. I, other than that, I'm a little that extra. That has to be the most is basic. a recipe for paradise. Yes. It's amazing. Especially the solo <laughs> trips. Especially the solo trips. Because if I go with my kids, I'll be enjoying it for mm-hmm. like a good three minutes I before I hear, Mommy, 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 can, can, can you check the time for Haunted Mansion? Can, can you check the time for Peter Pan? Can you, are we getting, are we getting Genie Plus? Are we getting Lightning Lane? And then my kid knows, he knows I have no patience. Are we getting Genie Plus? Do you want to, do you want to wait in line, mom? No, no, I don't. You're absolutely right. Pay. No, I do not. <laughs> Especially not in Peter Pan. Absolutely not. I will happily pay. <laughs> what time are you trying to ride Peter Pan? I'll get it right That's now. Hilarious. Lightning Lane. Absolutely Oh my not. gosh. I know that line is always so long. Yeah. For a ride that is continuous. For a ride that does not stop. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just took my grandma on her very last Peter Pan flight because I didn't realize that those conveyor belts would not be so easy on seniors. So as my grandma went to get on it, I, I know I, oh, I know yeah. how to take care of her because I'm like the grandkid that's always with her. Like I live the closest. I'm, I'm the local. You know, I'm here. I spend a lot mm-hmm. of time with her. So, you know, I walk at her pace. I let her hold on to me because she's super frail. Like I know that if I drop her, if she falls, she's breaking something. So not on my watch. So I'm like holding on to her. We're getting on the conveyor belt. And I watch this woman almost do a split. I was like, what? I told you it moves. I'm like, I told you it moves. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the CM, I watched the CM's like life pour out of his eyes. Like, I was like, it's okay. I got her. We're good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so I looked at her and I was like, you're oh done. Oh my gosh. You are done. Well, no more of these for you. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. Yeah, exactly. You're done. <laughs> well, I would love for you. <laughs> yeah. I would love for you to let our listeners know where they can find you and where they can shop your small shop. Sure. Um, So I am pretty much the same. It's Lillian Stitch Creations on Instagram and TikTok. And um, I'm on Etsy. So if you need the link for Etsy, they're both on my Instagram page and on my TikTok account. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm not, I don't have that many apps. I don't have Facebook anymore. I don't have any of that stuff. It's just TikTok and Instagram. That is it. Don't put too much on my plate because I, I will not handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, if you want to shop Lily's uh, creations, her Instagram, TikTok, and Etsy shop will be linked in the show notes down below or if you are watching in the description box as well. So be sure to go check out her stuff and give her some love. Lily, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And um, now that we, you know, we've chit-chatted, I'll see you in the parks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow the pod and let me know what you thought of today's episode. All of our links are in the show notes and description box down below. And if you're listening to today's episode, please give us a rate and review and don't forget to include your Instagram handle to be featured as our basic of the week. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell. I upload new episodes on Wednesday and other videos for more Magic Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Until then, basics, stay magical.